Hello and welcome to Money Life. This is Sucheta Dilal. This week, I'm going to discuss an issue that's close to all our hearts if we are bank customers. It is to do with the harassment that we face with know your customer updation and the frequent updation, the freezing of our accounts, etc. Every day, thousands of customers across the Indian banking system find that they have lost access to their own money, which is in the safekeeping of banks, because your bank has unilaterally frozen your account for delay in updating know your customer details. They know you as a customer. There is no change in details, but your account is frozen. The law requires that they're going to give you three notices, which never happen. And banks don't care because there is no punishment. Why are we being harassed like this? Even when we are low-risk customers, because the finance ministry under its anti-money laundering rules has foisted this on the banking system. And the Reserve Bank of India has issued guidelines asking banks to allocate unique custom IDs, which are supposed to track everything you do. Now, what you do and who you are has to be updated regularly. There are rules about whether you are high risk or low risk and how fast you have to do it. None of it is followed, as you know. I'm sure each one of you has been a victim. I, after all the effort that I make to help customers, have been a victim multiple times. So I can't imagine who is not. Now, would it surprise you to know that banks still do not have a proper, clear, unique customer ID allocated to each one of us? Do you know that these rules are now 11 years old? The RBI asked banks to do this in 2012. Banks, of course, couldn't do it immediately. They kept asking for time. So the harassment really started in the last four or five years when this unique customer ID system is supposed to be in place. On paper, all banks claim that we have a perfect system. The bank inspection reports that we have had the privilege of seeing because some people filed right to information applications, all show that there is a specific focus on whether unique customer ID code or UCIC, as it is called, has been allocated or not. Very diligently written in every inspection report. So how did I make the discovery that it may not be so unique or you may have multiple IDs? I stumbled on this fact when a bank customer, we're going to call him Sudhir Desai, name changed, insisted on an answer from his large private bank as to why his re-KYC happened so smoothly when it came to two accounts where he was a single holder, but he went through hell in a third joint account that he held with his wife. In fact, one of them was the same bank, same branch where he had an account that he held singly also. Bank kept obfuscating not giving him answers. He finally approached Money Life Foundation, which as you know, is an NGO where we help spread financial literacy and take up issues on behalf of customers of financial services. So we intervened on his behalf and the bank gave a response, which was an eye-opener. Key thing over there is they say joint accounts are treated as a separate customer ID code. So where he's a single holder, no problem, one UCIC allocated to him, everything that he does individually linked to it. When it's a joint account, it's treated as a separate customer ID code, bank's words, and they required additional documents and all the problem. Now, it's understandable that the bank requires additional documents when you're a joint holder, but how do you explain a second ID code for the same customer? 
you surely can't have a unique id code for two people jointly when it is supposed to be linked to a customer right so what happens to the concept of unique customer id on the basis of which this whole kyc updation and freezing of accounts and other forms of harassment is unleashed on us and we the guinea pigs are the victims and can't do a thing because the legal system really is too slow and too expensive for any of us to go and keep filing cases now in the absence of unique ids the whole objective of this money laundering and anti money laundering act just you know falls off a cliff doesn't it because you cannot track all the customer information and engagements with the bank savings account current account credit card auto loans demats home loans all this is supposed to be linked to one unique id but if you've got more than one what happens so obviously i asked people who ought to know and i found that nobody of the finance ministry doesn't seem to know because one assumes that if he knew it they would not have had stress so much the reserve bank of india i reached the highest levels is unaware of the enormity or complexity of the issue yes it is complex and i'm going to come to that because all of us need to understand what is happening so what you don't understand you don't acknowledge doesn't have to be fixed no matter what the hardship on the customer so rbi has been doing nothing banks are claiming that they have a wonderful system and so we carry on getting harassed accounts closed now the answer that i got from the reserve bank of india really high level was that the joint holder would need to resubmit documents they just completely and conveniently skipped the part about separate customer id though i forwarded the letter from the bank in toto and asked them what does this mean no credible answers officially unofficially also when i checked with people including those who had done inspections of banks in the past no answers so i looked around to see who would know and i got in touch with someone who is an expert a senior software expert who's not only written core banking software but he has overseen teams that have installed this effectively not just in india but in usa canada and australia he doesn't want to be quoted on it but he decoded what seems like this mystery of not non unique customer ids because it's not a ucic it's non unique in fact he admits there's a huge problem about allocation of ucics and he traces the issue back to legacy banking systems so we've had banking systems and computerization going back 25 30 years there used to be huge protests that was 30 years ago time flies and we put in place systems there are applications for all of these things so an auto loan has a separate application sitting inside the bank a home loan would have a separate application because a whole universe of things depending on the rules and regulations are created separately there is similarly something for dmat then there is the core banking now if you want one unique id it has to talk across all this so data centralization is what it's called one id connecting across everything it is not easy it's an expensive and time consuming process even after introducing core banking is what this expert tells me so when rbi asked for allocation of ucics in 2012 objective was all very fine on paper things are always wonderful in india it said that the availability of 
UCIC will help banks to identify a customer, track the facilities availed, monitor financial transactions in various accounts, improve risk profiling, take a holistic view of the customer profile, and smoothen banking operations for the customer. Perfect. So where is the hitch? Now, there is a big hitch. Our customer, uh, our expert says that a majority of banks have different banking applications, as I told you. They're developed and deployed not only decades ago by different people. So each one is an expert in different things. Somebody may be an expert in auto loans, so there's software called Nucleus that banks will have. So maybe the core banking is maybe iFlex or Finical. The DMAT would be someone else. And each application is developed with the assumption that everything required for that application, the customer information and data is contained within it. Then the core banking software, which has all the savings current account, has data again. Different vendors, different support systems, and service providers, like I said. They all now need to talk to each other. It has to be centralized in one place. So what it really means is that when you open a savings account, the information is stored in core banking or what is called a universal banking app. You go back a few months later and you want an auto loan. That goes to a separate app, same bank, okay? because it's a different vendor. So what does your bank do? It collects all the data all over again. You've experienced this and it sends it there. Sometimes copies are sent and it gets updated in the central database. But that app does not have access to the central database. I'm sure there are lots of good reasons for this, including data security, who has access, worry about viruses, hacking all of it. So it's complex. Similarly, banks with credit card applications and DMAT or FastTag will not have access to the central database. Now, another complication, customer changes homes. Happens with a lot of youngsters. They're changing jobs within the city, going across cities, sometimes going abroad for a posting, coming back. So they frequent change in addresses. When this happens, if you have an outstanding loan, your core account, your savings account has to be changed and the data has to be changed in every other relationship that you have, your DMAT account, your fast tag, your credit card. So what do banks do? They make it very difficult for you to do all this online. They want physical papers or at least an email with attachments. So if it's simple savings account, single holder, as Mr. Desai, it's done easily, no problem. So banks say, we put in place a system. EKYC can do be done online. They don't say it can only happen if it's very simple, one account holder. At other times, they take this data and they physically make copies and send it to all the apps. Obviously, glitches are going to happen. Human error is going to happen. So physical copies or emails are forwarded and data has to be updated. And banks employ hundreds of people to do this. Is there a solution? Our expert says, of course, there is a solution. In fact, this is not an India problem. All banks around the world have been struggling with this. But over the past 14 years, larger banks in most countries have started implementing what is called enterprise customer application. Remember this, enterprise customer application or ECA. This consolidates the fragmented data into one single record per customer, which is the ultimate objective of the RBI and the finance ministry. The process requires gathering, 
data from all these apps, rationalizing the information so that it's identical from each of these sources. I'm not going to repeat them, the auto loan, the banking loan, the DMAT app and everything and creating one record for each customer in the enterprise customer file so that changes are made over there and that is replicated in everything else. Once this is done, the banks also have put in place processes to ensure that all future updates happen, like I said. If KYC data is collected, if you have, and this again is a very Indian problem, some people use a middle name, some people don't, some have initials, some spell it out. So it's complex. And we have not been careful about data. So your uh, school leaving certificate will have one way of recording your name, your PAN will be something else. So all this has to be matched and rationalized. If all your documents are identical, your name and address is written in the exact same way, and your utility hasn't changed how they write things, which happened in our case, they wrote the address differently, so there'll be a mismatch. The minute there's a mismatch, it is flagged off for what is called human eye verification. All this cleaning up then goes into creating that central record, which will meet the desired objective of the RBI and the finance ministry. But it's a very expensive, slow process, which takes upward of five years. So what have banks done? They've found Indian Jugaad are working around the problem. Like the simplest, of course, create multiple IDs. Who's to know? Who's checking? Second, manually update data into various applications and there will be human error and problems which all of us have found. I have given KYC documents which the bank took in physically because that's what they demand and didn't bother to upload it. So the bank account gets frozen and then I'm told, oh, well, it's not been updated. So you send it all over again. Who are the victims? We, the people, always. Now, what happens? Why are banks not implementing this enterprise solution after 11 years? Like I said, simple one reason is the huge work involved, the time it's going to take. It is important. It will improve efficiency, reduce redundancies. Everybody knows this. But there will be cost and manpower savings also. But afterwards, after this five-year process, when hard work, manpower, cost is required to put it in place, smaller banks apparently can't even afford it. Now, what our expert says is that when this is pointed out to banks that you need to do this, it'll help you, it is efficient, it's simple. They also have to point out that it's complicated. Most banks apparently are working with hundreds of business applications, not four or five that I've been mentioning. They also have 50 odd software partners and they have large internal teams just to interface with them. Not only that, every large bank, since they're doing this little jugad, has 500 to 700 people working 365 days to do all this physical app updating, deduplication, dealing with vendors and what have you. So not efficient. So why are CEOs and managing directors not willing to hasten the process of implementing this? A, not enough pressure from the RBI. As long as you do work around it, it's fine. But the bigger issue is this. Most CEOs or MDs have a term of five years or less. Sometimes RBI gives them a three-year term. 
each of them has to show results. Even if you want to get an extension, you have to deliver, you have to deliver to the market, your share price has to be up. So instead of that, in your five-year term, if you're going to commit huge amounts of resources being spent for an enterprise solution where you are not going to get either the brownie points or the kudos for it, why would you be interested? Things are carrying on. A few customers are affected, thousands of complaints. How does it matter? It's happening across the system. So nobody is focusing time and attention to make it happen. And this is, again, from an expert who has worked across the banking system, both in India and abroad. Moving to an enterprise solution is imperative. The finance ministry has to first understand the issue, has to be understanding about the CEO who's there today and has to implement it. It has to be conveyed to all stakeholders and it has to become compulsory to do this in a finite period. There'll be lots of collateral benefits. There'll be a huge reduction in harassment of us, the customers. We are the largest stakeholders. Banks exist because of us, but we continue to be harassed and hopefully this will stop. If you agree with this, please spread the word, make people understand, and let's build up the pressure for change. Thank you so much.